This week's episode of Here For It Podcast is brought to you by uh, One, two, three Get up off them dicks, girl Whoa, why are we on the dick? <laughs> because it's a lot of money out here in Philadelphia It's a lot of money out here in Philadelphia I want y'all to know Stunty Cunty uh-huh. Miss Isha LaCondola uh-huh. Is about to be on the loose Oh, yeah, she's getting out Yes, we've been talking about the juices on the loose The cook it's finna get booked. Okay. <laughs> if y'all don't know who I'm talking about, Google Samantha James. Cookie Tookie is about to be out officially November 10th. And this week's episode is brought to you by the one and only Miss Cookie Tookie, Samantha James. We love you. All the winter prides. Um, New Orleans is like right after Thanksgiving. Somebody else has their pride in December. Winter White. She's coming to all of your <laughs> local towns. <laughs> and about to be booked. And about to slate. So. And have some extra cigarettes. <laughs> Have extra cigarettes. Make sure you have change. Yeah. She wants her. She wants her coin. She wants a donation. My um favorite Samantha James videos. It's not one specific. It's just whenever she. Because you know, last week we talked about how my insecurity is looking into the mirror, telling myself I'm beautiful. Whenever she looks at her, she has a lot of videos in the mirror, which makes it kind of weird. But um, no, it means she's also <laughs> a case study. In, Go ahead, continue. But she's always looking in the mirror. She's like, yes, honey, Miss Cookie Tookie serving you Philadelphia cunts. Would you like to talk about um, reading? Oh, yes, I can read that for you, sir. Oh, oh, do you want Philadelphia cunts? Because I can give it to you. Don't talk to me like that, nigga. Don't talk to me like that. And then she's like, oh, and then look at that back door back there. Look What's that. all that going on back there? What's all that going on What's back there? What's all that? And like when she's giving herself like that self confident speech and that that's the kind of speech you need to give yourself before you go into an interview. <laughs> Look at all that. What's all that going on back there? What's all that, Miss Cookie Tookie? And I want to make a correction: it is full coverage, cunt. Yeah, it's not half. Oh wow, why we deduct that? This ain't. Text it's not time. half. It's not text time. This not cemetery coverage. Whoa. This is cemetery? Full... Yeah. Who that? Who pays? Oh, oh, you know, when they cover you for the grave, it's different when they cover you for daytime. Everybody can't come out in daytime. When they cover you for the patch, okay? Differences. And when they cover you for the winter pride, come on, get your hair and makeup did. <laughs> Welcome to Here For It Podcast. Oh, wow. I am the us, Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N. And you can definitely find me on um, People of Fish and Christian Mingle. Who? La Fish? Oh, plenty of fish. <laughs> it's People of Fish. Oh, that's like the, the Jessica Simpson fuck up when she called the chicken of the sea tuna. <laughs> My name is Ronald Matters um, of RonaldMatters.com. I have a column that I have to type this week. This due by Friday. Fuck. Um, I'm, I do columns and things and. What am I going to write about in my column? I got to figure it out. The outburst for Project Briggs. Oh, Project Briggs announced their um, thing that they're having in January. I forgot the name of it. It's a really classy French-inspired name, so I don't remember because it's cross language. It's like a gala? Yeah, it's January 6th here in D.C. It's a black and white gala. Um, very bougie and upscale. So. How much is this? Do, I, can they, do they accept food stamps or EBT? Or? We will be there, more than likely. So nope. that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, Ronald Matters. Check me out on RonaldMatters.com. And this is your colorful commentary on LGBT health and wellness with us. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us reviews there. And um, and also iHeartRadio. Oh my God, I completely forgot about that. We just got picked up by iHeartRadio. So difficult. It took a long time. But iHeartRadio, subscribe to us on there. Absolutely. So, plenty of ways that you can listen to us weekly. Make sure you subscribe, 
Share, comment, and like. And send dick pics to me, please. Thanks. That as well. <clears throat> Today is National Boyfriend Day. Um, shout out to um my boyfriend. Who's your? Imagine- I was just thinking. Who Who's your imaginary he? boyfriend? Because we both are single, apparently. So I we got imaginary boyfriends was. on National uh, Boyfriend Day. My boyfriend is more chestnut um for the P challenge. I was like. Oh, did See, he do? I didn't hear it. This would be kind of late. Like, he did. He, old. he was late. I was like, he would be old, and it would be, like, so corny, and it was just so cute. So, Morris Chestnut is my boyfriend. Ball-headed, oh. tall, chocolatey. I have to look at With the look goatee. You know that all those, well, he not fat, but all the other he, things. He get fat sometimes. Don't let that last uh, <laughs> movie fool you when he wasn't eating for two days. Yeah. Uh, he get fat sometimes. He does he get, get thick. thick. Um, who is my boyfriend since it's National Boyfriend Day? Um, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is going to be boyfriend for life. But outside of Michael B. Jordan, I'm going to have to draft Colin Kaepernick. Oh, my God. You still on this. Still on it. Going (laughs) to always be on it. He just a boyfriend, so. And that's fine. Unless y'all got a Wendy Williams husband relationship. Well, that means I can share him with his wife, and it'll be cool. I'm okay with that. Come on, name on the mailbox. That's fine. <laughs> he can put his name all over my mailbox. Hello. Lick it and stamp it and deliver it. Hello. Send it Somebody send Colin Kaepernick this episode. <laughs> uh, if, if nobody else want to hire you, I want to hire you. Boo. <clears throat> also, this week, the Winslows had their 30-year anniversary picture, and everybody mm-hmm. got fat. I was mad because they was like they left um some girl upstairs. I was like, who was the girl upstairs? <laughs> the smallest girl, the last baby that happened, and she was kind of like real cute, kind of okay. light brown, but not quite light skin. Okay, but she the only one that was left out, and I was like, damn, like she ain't doing nothing either. Like none of y'all ain't doing nothing. Did nobody call her and say, hey, girl, come over and take a picture? Yeah, they left the little girl out. <laughs> I was like, maybe she didn't meet the seven episode minimum to be a. Cast regular or something? No, she was on for seasons, I mean, like the last oh. two or three seasons. Well, Marlo has been on three or four seasons. Marlo <laughs> hasn't been on a season yet. Stop stop with the trickery, foolery, and lies. I mean, we're doing Mar- Marlo has been the longest running friend of the show <laughs> that you can find. She is the friend that you can count on. You ain't got to give that bitch no benefits, a real paycheck. She is the friend that is just going to show the fuck up. I just don't know why. For hope, hope, hope. And... We'll, we, uh, we we let's go ahead there. and segue. No, we'll go ahead and segue right on into that with it. And so, since Marlo has been a pal and a confidant, hopefully they'll hire her ass because it looks like they just got rid of two housewives, not one but two. It looks like Ooh. Portia Williams might be gone for whatever the scuffle was in Barcelona, and it looks like Kenya Moore may be gone for um, again deciding not to have her husband be filmed, which she told us at the beginning, and they was like, "Girl, okay." <laughs> thinking that she was gonna budge, and that apparently she didn't budge, and so she wrote this big, um, dramatic Instagram post, and so did Portia the other day. So it looks like two housewives down. Maybe Marlo. Blah gonna, blah 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 blah. Maybe that's Marlo, all it sounds like to me. Maybe Marlo is gonna get a peach. You just maybe you got to be a bitch's friend for seven years, and then maybe they're gonna upgrade you to full friendship. I just want to know what Nene Leak's um, new T-shirt idea is gonna be because I know she's gonna say something that she thinks is groundbreaking. And then she's going to think that it needs to be put up on Etsy. This, uh, I'm just like, and I'm just going to be mad because I'm like, it wasn't even that cute, but she done turned it into a t-shirt and made $500,000, so. And you going to buy one as well? No, I'm going to be mad because like, damn, here for a podcast t-shirt's coming soon. 
That's <laughs> the only thing I'm gonna be thinking about. I'm still over here trying to get out my thoughts out. So Nene Leaks just became Pepper Lobasia to us at that point. What kind of dream is this that Nene Leaks has just made here for a podcast suffer? Because she go drop t shirts before us. <laughs> If you have not subscribed to our Patreon, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon so we can keep this podcast running and rolling. Um, The next unfortunate cold topic is um, Justin Timberlake is going to the Super Bowl again. I thought there was a rumor. No. Like Usher had herpes. I thought it was just Mm. a rumor. You know, mm. kind of strong out there in the streets. But. Roger Goodell was tweeting about it, and so is the NFL commissioner. I'm I'm pretty sure is somewhere in the talks. Um, it's not just a rumor at this point. But you know, all white niggas be like, "Oh, I'm gonna tweet about this because I'm being cool." He probably is thinking it's gonna make him cool. Oh. I hope I really hope that that's the case because I do not understand this idea. Justin Timberlake coming back. It's not even been ten years since he was there. Somebody said, "Um, give Janet Jackson her due chance," and I think that would be a great idea. Mm-hmm. What? Um, um, her catalog. Yes, I young, agree. Oh, I I agree that she should have headlined back then when she was on. It should have been her, and then she should have brought Justin Timberlake out as a guest, mm-hmm. not the other way around at all. But now, well, she already on State of the World, so everybody that wants to see her is going to see her. She don't have nothing new to tell us about Like I told y'all, when she announced the tour, they say you got to see her within the first 10 dates because she canceled the rest of them. And then she's going to be tired. And I mean, then she gained all the weight back. So hopefully we could keep up. If we tell her she got to do the Super Bowl, she's like, okay, well, I got to at least do 15 other dates. And then I can cancel two weeks after the Super Bowl from exhaustion. So, I mean, did you sneeze? What's going on? I, I was laughing. I was holding it in because it was so many other things I wanted to say, but I'm already hating. Oh, I'm well, already labeled as a Janet hater, so I don't want to. Um, but I love Pleasure Principle. I'll just leave there it was there. another rumor that oh, well, there was a request on Twitter that they should give it to Sierra and then have Justin Timberlake come out and do Love, Sex, and Magic. Oh, that wouldn't be a bad with idea. Sierra. That wouldn't be a bad idea because I think Sierra can go back. She can pull Missy out she the can pull for back. one two step. I think Missy tired of being a supporting actress on, <laughs> on Super Bowl. She like shouldn't she, have wrote this, and then they could go into that song. Um, hit the floor. What's this song they had with? with um, um, the DJ man. Everybody oh. here get it out of control. control. Jump back on the wall. It's like and the they DJ can have a so hey. Man's cool. yeah. So they Fat can have cool. that whole segment. Like Sierra could turn the Super Bowl. And then um, it'll be Eminem. all her special guests, but it wouldn't be Sierra. It's, it's some Sierra fans <laughs> out here. Um, stop. Anyway, um, I, I I don't I I'm I'm I guess Sierra. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. Uh, in sexual health this week, oh, wow. a huge, huge story. Nine inches. Well, you know, nine ain't big, big for the girls no more. It's got to be eleven and a half. You got to have a Samantha Jones dick out here. You have to have a cookie cookie eleven inch dick out here. And <laughs> be how she said, "Bitch, eleven and a half." Okay. <laughs> you like, think I'm broke with eleven inch dick with all this body? I'm not broke. This is Philadelphia. All this money out here. Anyway, um, the CDC has definitively. Determined in their last report of on September 10th, uh, I believe was the date of the report, and then they published the studies a couple weeks after <clears throat> that people that are 
deemed undetectable with mm-hmm. HIV cannot transmit HIV to HIV negative people when they remain undetectable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were sharing and talking about the story, putting their feelings in the story, and omitting the one true fact that this report says. One, before I even get to that true fact, this is a milestone. I definitely think it's a milestone for anyone that is HIV positive to strive towards. Mm-hmm. To strive towards being as healthy as possible and getting to the status of undetectable. So that is already a milestone. Two, it's a milestone for serial discordant relationships where someone is positive and they're in a negative it will and their partner is negative and they've been wondering how they're gonna ever have Condomless, condomless. Sex, natu- that's what I, my goal is. Condomless, natural sex within their relationship, and now they have answers and research to back up those answers. So those two are great positive milestones. Positive in a zero dis zero discordant means one person is negative and one person is positive. There you go. I'm like, say it again so the girls can hear you, so they don't say you're making up words. Bless their heart. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so those are the two big milestones that came out of the news. The The one thing that people were omitting as a fact is making sure that you stay undetectable. You can be undetectable when you leave the doctor's offices and he says, here's your numbers. This is what it's been looking like. You're doing great on this medication. You're doing great with your physical health and with your, your nutrition lifestyle. All of those are great. Thank you. You are undetectable as mm-hmm. of today. But then if you start celebrating and saying, oh, I'm good. I'm going to skip a day. I'm going to skip a day, skip a week, skip a few days. Take my pills 12 hours late. All of that. And on top of that, you go to the gym less. You eat whatever the fuck you want to eat and not on a, a quote-unquote good diet. You are uh, blackout drunk every day. You smoke weed every day. Those things add to... The, the factors that make you undetectable. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, you're changing your body, so your yes. virus will change with it. Y- okay. Your viral load will, will start to go back up because, one, the medicine is not in your system to repress it, and, two, you don't have the healthy lifestyle that you were having before when you were undetectable. Mm-hmm. So it's important to make sure that you maintain undetectability for this to actually work. That is the fact that a lot of people were missing. Mm-hmm. The report talked about it specifically, but people were missing the fact and just glossing over and looking at the headlines. And so I just say to say, make sure you remain undetectable. That's all. Um. Well, wow. I guess I go right on into social studies because I want to remind you guys of the study by the Black AIDS Institute last year. They surveyed over 2,500 non-medical HIV and AIDS workers Across America, um, I like to read my stuff so I can make sure I have it right. It says, 33% of those people were surveyed that worked at state and local health departments, and 75, 76% of those people either worked at ASOs or CBOs. I was like, jargon terms, I don't know what this means, but I'm sure it means people at facilities where they talk about HIV. The Black AIDS Institute discovered that non-medical HIV and AIDS workers have only 62% overall competency of HIV and AIDS science and only 55 and 45% competency in treatment and clinical biomedical interventions. Mm -hmm. So 
I get really concerned when I see people. I'm not calling out one specific person because it happens all the time. When you guys say, oh, on here for a podcast, y'all are spreading um, misinformation about um, HIV education or HIV studies or HIV findings. We sit on the podcast and say, we are looking at the Black AIDS Institute. We are referencing the CDC article. We put the link down in the comments, and then we give our colorful commentary. But for people to come to colorful us... Colorful and educated is the important part. Colorful as as the words that are coming out of our mouths are mm-hmm. colorful, but the intention and the facts behind them are educated. Um, I've been in the health industry for almost 10 years. Ronald Matters has been covering and doing columns for almost the exact same amount of time. So there's a level of education that comes behind the words that are colorful. That's all. All right. Um, the 70% of the survey participant answered so few questions correctly that they scored a D. Mm. Only 4% earned an A. Blessings. And so I went back to when this was when I originally shared it, and I searched it on Facebook because it was a hot topic and on Facebook after I shared this. And then one person's like, yeah, I got a few answers wrong, but don't be judging me, and don't be sitting up saying that I um, sit on Facebook all day. I was like, oh, wow, he feels strongly. And then he shared the link to the article. So he must be sitting <laughs> up on Facebook all day. Dope. <laughs> Right, Dope. where I shared the article. Okay, cool. Dope. Um, but right then another here. person, another person who works at an HIV organization called me on the phone, and he was like, you know, his organization um, in a rural area, they're not even subscribed to Paz Magazine. Um, some of the people that come in to get tests or get pills or come to get linked to care, they bring in their old magazines. Why so wouldn't they people, subscribe to Paz Magazine? I don't. It's a legitimate it's a, source. You can write this off on your taxes. It's all like $10, $20 a year. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Y'all it's like, not the cost, but I'm, I'm sure it's more ideological than that. Just like, Pause Magazine is a, a legitimate source of research coming directly from not only the CDC, but other organizations around the world that are doing more radical research than the CDC is. There are places that are, you know, like we talked about a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. that are um, studying more... Um, rigorous, stronger methods of uh, curing HIV that we're not going to do here in the United States. And so Pause Magazine covers those things and it's been my uh, source for a long time. And I was looking today, like even finding information on like conditioning with antiretrovirals um, somewhere in the juices of it. Like those types of things. They talk about those wild types of things that we could do something or anything putting lube with antiretrovirals in it. You know, they talk about those types of things that Paz Magazine, I don't know how come an organization that's about helping people, especially in rural areas where it's difficult to get care. I don't know why they're not trying to be, but all what of that. What state is this in? All of that is said <laughs> to say. Must be Tennessee. It is No, it's not Tennessee. Mississippi. I will tell you off the air. <laughs> I say all of it to say it is so important that if you disagree with anything we say or if you have an extra link of a source, that you leave us a comment on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I know, like, on Instagram, you probably can't link to it, but say, hey, on this website, the headline is called this. Go search it and read it. We've got to create the conversation, and we've got to share what's out there and talk about it because if you feel like what we're saying is so wrong, please not just to throw shade to us or it even be about 
the Superman or myself. It's about creating a conversation so other people can see that there is knowledge out there. There's so many people, 19,000 people have listened to us in six months. So other people are looking and listening and they need to get this information. I say all of that to say this thing is saying that like a lot of people who work in HIV aren't as competent as they need to be. And if someone out there has the knowledge, we need to find it and share it so we can be better. And after this, the Black AIDS Institute started the Know Better, Do Better campaign or Know Better, Be Better campaign. Because they say if we know better, we can be better for the communities that we serve. And that's what this is all about. It's yeah, art. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Know Better, Be Better thing is uh, based on research of um, other communities outside of people of color. Obviously, it's only one of them mm-hmm. um, that have been taking prep using PrEP without stigma, without uh, backlash and recourse, Mm -hmm. and seeing the numbers change in the last five years. And so in those communities where it's openly available, openly accessible, people are openly talking about it, it it's changed their HIV infection rates in the last five years. And in our communities, it's just like, well, you a slut. Good luck out there. Girl, you really going to take that pill right now in the club? Girl, yes, because I don't want my stuff changing. Shit. I need my load to stay suppressed. No pause. Yes. <laughs> um, I also want to make sure that we cover uh, the unfortunate situation that happened in Missouri. Um, there, Missouri? What happened in Missouri? Right. There's a lot of news going on. And again, this podcast is a colorful commentary on things that matter to you, the black, gay, transgendered, Queer, LGBTQ, questionable, A A. Come on, it's alphabet. Two, I think it's two T's in there now. Yeah. I saw something. Um, Black Pride Paris has two T's in there. Um, this podcast is for you, Ooh. is what I'm saying. And so, um, we will briefly brush over some of those other topics, but this is more important to us. Um, there was a 17 year old transgender. A female that was killed in Missouri. She was burned. She was raped. She was mutilated. And she was cut into pieces by three other um, young adults. Ranging from the ages of uh, 16 to 21. What? Her name is... um, The day of the report is 18 hours ago. So not even 24 hours ago. Yesterday. Uh, Her name is Allie Lee Steinfeld. Um, her family had reported her missing over a month ago, and her remains were found in Missouri. Um, the One of the leading suspects, uh, whose last name is Verba, is V-R-B-A, has admitted to killing uh, Miss Steinfeld and burning her body in, uh, in addition to the mutilation, the rape, the all of the horrible things that they did to this young lady. Um, and so I want to make sure that I mentioned this topic and mentioned this because it did not get a lot of attention because of things going on in Las Vegas and things going on in Puerto Rico. And they are very important. But so is this issue. This issue of transgender hatred continues to perpetuate itself in our society and it continues to rear its ugly head. The mm-hmm. fact that you would want to kill someone, one, is not debatable. To the the way that they killed this young lady was deplorable, absolutely deplorable. Not of God, not of anything, any sane, fit 
minded person would do. Um, and so I feel like I would definitely be remiss if I did not talk about um, this young lady. She was 17 years old. She was absolutely guilty of no fucking crime um, besides being who the fuck she is. And I'm sorry that one light has been dimmed from the hatred of other people. Um, so if you don't know about the story, make sure you look up Allie Lee Steinfeld. Uh, she was 17 years old in Missouri and a young transgender that was murdered by three of her peers. There was um, another trans student, Kali Perez, in New Jersey, who was attacked by seven students in the hallway at the school. Thank God the school had cameras that worked. Um, the 14-year-old freshman at Eastside High School in New Jersey, they just walked up to her and started punching her, and she fell to the floor, and they just all like, oh, well, let me get my lick. For what? For what reason? And so um, all of them have been suspended. I think they should be expelled for a year because clearly they did this for no other reason outside of not wanting to do their social studies homework because clearly they would learn something about society if they were in the classroom paying attention instead of in the hallway causing drama. But I don't. we've just got to be better. Yeah, and then there was the other young teenager that uh, shot two classmates after two or three classmates after she was being bullied. Um, and then admitted to it right afterwards. Oh. They took her right to jail. So <clears throat> they'll probably have to charge her with having the gun. Mm. But outside of that, it was self defense. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. She could probably but, get probation. But the whole point is if make sure you're did. talking. If you got kids, make sure you're talking to your kids. If you got mentees, make sure you're talking to your mentees about these things. Be strong in these environments because these environments can be real brutal to every fucking body. Amen. Um, I also want to take the time to say that if you are not subscribed to us on Patreon, you are a loser. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> follow us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash here for a pod. We were only able to make the iHeartRadio distribution possible through from donations because it costs money to be um, distributed. Cost money to make money to spend money. More money, more more more. Oh, we went to the DC Podfest International Podcast Day thing. Absolutely, that was amazing this weekend. Shout out to the Brown Liquor Report. Y'all was so real in person. I really um love those two. I just want to go see them. You said somebody wants to come see us record. I want to go see the Brown Liquor Report record their podcast just to be up in the room. Absolutely, and we'll bring the Brown Liquor. (laughs) Oh yes, definitely. Somebody bought like this big old thing that you go to the commissary and get of the mm-hmm. they got a big old uh, Jack or Daniels. Oh, Jack. it was Jack Daniels, and I was like, I wish I was able to afford that. But no, if but I went to the brown liquor no, report, but I would on have the to commissary at the commissary, that. like the gallon of um of um Crown and Hennessy. Well, Hennessy is more expensive. Sorry, uh, the Crown one is like forty dollars. Oh, forty dollars for a gallon. gallon. I love God. Anyway, uh, oh DC Podfest, it was so we great. Got so distracted. I apologize. Alcohol does that. That's why it's a part of our show, uh, and not yours. <laughs> shout out to at DC Diary and shout out to at DC Podfest. Thank you guys for hosting the events. Um, we actually got to talk to other people who are interested in starting the po- a podcast. One lady wanted to start a podcast about dating as an educated black gay woman. And another girl, she wanted to talk about... She was a history major, and she wanted to talk about 
Um, what names mean in other cultures and immigrant culture, and how people need to respect them. Guys, y'all better put some respect on their name, literally. Yeah. Um, she wants her first interview is going to be with a an illegal immigrant. Wow. And so she's going to go into her community uh-huh. and talk to people and figure out who is willing to put their basically their life on the line and go on a podcast and talk about being an illegal immigrant. So. Shout out to all y'all. All the seeds were planted. Um, if we if we made any impact or helped anybody, that was what we were there for. Hey man, what's next for us? Um, I want to make sure that we also talk about the um, new documentary that is out. It's already on Netflix. It's on everything you can Google or I'd be find. So and late and I'm the media girl. I'm the, okay, <laughs> let my, me see what else I'm late on. The the new documentary is Birthright. It's called Birthright. It's a documentary. It's a documentary about the reproductive health issues um, going on in this country and rights being taken away mm-hmm. and less um, Planned Parenthood offices as well as other uh, offices where women can get cancer screenings, birth control, mm-hmm. everything that involves a fucking vagina. And there are people, many people without vaginas making, decis- <laughs> making decisions about women with vaginas. Oh, white men. Um, and the documentary covers it so eloquently. It was so good. It talked about one of the most important issues to me as far as women's health is involved. And uh, What do you know about women's health? Uh, I, I know a lot. I used to fuck women for a long time, so I had to figure these things out. Anyway, one of the most important issues to me is that in the state of Mississippi, there is still only one place. Yep. One place. Fucking place. If you want to go and get free birth control, if you want to go and get a an abortion, Mm -hmm. if you want to go get full cancer screenings in every way, cancer screenings can be done for a woman with a vagina. There's one fucking place. What state you say? And that place is embattled. They're trying to get rid of that one place, and this documentary covered that one place as far and some other places and issues going on. So if you have not checked out the Birthright documentary, get you a blunt, do an edible, have a drink, sit down, and discover how fucked up our goddamn health system is for women in the South. Because in the North, it's not even a question. Uh, the, the study was talking about in New York, there's something like 400 or 450 different places where women can go to receive these benefits. Mm-hmm. But in Mississippi, there is one fucking place. So if you don't have nothing to do this weekend, you haven't checked out um, all these other things on Netflix and things, check out Birthright Documentary. So it also says in there that the high, the mm-hmm. state with the highest teen pregnancy rate is Mississippi as well. Uh-huh. And that's I didn't want to cra- give away. No, that's I the crazy whole thing. I don't want to give away the whole documentary. I just want to tell you how juicy it was when you see it. Crazy. You see things going on and developing around. So check out the documentary. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Is it time for um songs for ourselves? Absolutely. Do you have a soul this week? Of course I do. What's your song? My nervous. my soul is full of full of songs. Uh huh. And so this one song, um. I was I was linked to it actually by someone and I was like oh, I don't care I was gonna get to the album when I get to it <laughs> uh, I really don't care and I love Tamar I really oh. do oh. I, I love Tamar I don't love her like Tony because Tony can do no wrong Tony oh you talking about like her music yeah like I like, like her Tony music, music. right oh, no okay. Tony music is good to me for for any time of day any period of life Tamar is just 
Anyway, I like Tamar a lot, uh-huh. and I just wasn't excited about this new project. It did Bluebird of Bluebird of Bluebird of Happiness. And I was like, how high was you or someone <laughs> when they made this the album title? Yes, I understand. You know about freedom of your spirit and what your spirit after she animal got is. Counsel from their show. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand that, but you got to commercially sell this album <laughs> and Bluebird of Happiness. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so at first I wasn't here for it. Then I heard the very first song on the album, and I'm automatically here for the album. I already listened to the full album. I like four songs on it so far already mm-hmm. on my first listen. And so you know, sometimes you gotta listen to an album a few times, and then you'll get some other ones. But my first, the first song on the first album that I was referred to is the one I love the most so far, and you know maybe some others will grow on me. My man, no. Um, um, I I'm gonna get to it. So okay. my. Okay, I, uh, my man, I like, but that's the screaming Tamar, uh-huh. <laughs> and Tamar is two Tamars. Okay, it's one screaming Tamar that just I got something to prove. I feel like I'm the voice. I am her. I am it. I'm dot com, she. and she she's all of that. She's mm-hmm. sometimes I like she's cockiness. She's sometimes, and she feels like she that's has her cookie cookie. <laughs> She doesn't do that, okay? She is done singing background. She, she when she refers to herself as she, me, her, she like, eh, eh. like she's yes, in the mirror at that point. She's in the mirror at that moment, looking back at it. Look at all that body thing. back there. Uh, if y'all seen the cameras right now, we both we both did the uh oh dance and then look back at it. Anyway, I was thinking about Vince, but I shouldn't think about Vince. You better not. You so, you better. Not. Anyway, the song for my soul this week is My Forever, the very first song. Oh on, yes. Beautiful. The very first song this on. Song is so beautiful. It is gorgeous. So the first time I heard it, it was Wedding Bells. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a wedding song. If it's not going to be the dance song, you know, the dance with your partner or dance with your mama song, it's going to be at the reception at some point when you know y'all to slow down after y'all to torture. I'll take the girls get out the flow. Thanks. Okay, you, this is not your wedding. Ooh. One of them days, one of the days in the future, we threw the bouquet already, girl. You had you gonna have your wedding, but today is my <laughs> wedding, and I'm gonna dance how many times I want to with my fucking man. And my forever is one of them goddamn songs. Uh, my forever is. Like I said, it's it's a simple ballad um, that is the other side of Tamar that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ballads like from her last album, The Calling All Overs. I think she had like two or three on there that was similar to this. And this is just like a continuation of that. And that's what made me so happy to hear it again. Because at least she didn't let that old Tamar die completely. So, uh-huh. My Forever, Song For My Soul, Tamar Braxton. I'm into it. Okay. See, you always do this, and then I have a song like this song that I got, and then. But you I know having, what the fuck song for your soul means. But when I be having a classy song, you always be. Uh, but anyway, my song for my soul is by Maya, and it's called. You I, just made that up. No, I didn't. I I'm psychic. I well, said that. I said that earlier. Oh, you did. That, that was a Tierra Marie song. I know. You but, know I'm trash. So I'm listening to Tierra Marie, Maya. I'm listening to all, all right. the. Okay. How are you going to tell me? Who are me? At least if you're going to try and give advice about my life, have your own shit right. Because you ain't even living what you preach to me. So please, how are you going to tell me? How? <laughs> I said, Maya, whoa, whoa, Maya, whoa. How? And then she repeats it. And I'm like, oh shit, she done repeated it for the girl. She wants to make sure the girl heard it. In case you speak Spanish, 
Part time. <laughs> this is some English for you. At least if oh. you're gonna try and give advice about my life, have your own shit right. Cause you ain't even living what you preach to me. So please, how you gonna tell me? <laughs> she just said it twice. Oh my god, I can't breathe. Oh my god. But um, yeah. So Maya, and you know, like Maya, around that mood ring time with the my mic, favorite album. You know, like that. Just. That whole she just had it. She had it. And when she said those words is Maya at that time, you be like, bitch, how y'all gonna tell Maya? How the fuck you gonna tell her? How? How? Cookie took it. You see it, bitch. <laughs> you feel a dip your cut. Full, full coverage. Okay. Full coverage. I've covered all the corners <laughs> from the end of this lace front to the bottom of my goddamn Adam's apple. I've <laughs> covered it all. Full coverage. But yeah, that's my song for my soul. Um, so, um, song for my soul B. <laughs> Since I'm part, B. <laughs> part B, part do. Um, Mi gente was. Oh, oh Beyonce! <laughs> <laughs> it, still, it still has me on fucking fire. And I really just, I really wanted to say that it's not because Beyonce is on it, but. Oh. Oh, okay. I sure. want to say that, but I, but I, because I already love reggaeton. I love, uh-huh. I, I just, what? Blue Ivy loves reggaeton too, apparently. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's, it's already a, a part of me, and I love it so much anyway. But uh-huh. then when I heard this, and then she's donating all the money to uh, Efforts Going to Puerto Rico, it has got to be the song for my soul, part B, because the fuck, and it's, if you haven't fucked to uh, Mejente, <laughs> fuck to Mejente because uh, if you don't got no rhythm, it'll find the rhythm for you. Well, and um, it's a beat, it's a stroke to it that you just your playlist be everywhere. Like yes, you be having little John in the East Side Boys on your playlist, and then you go into some Tamar, then uh-huh. you come back, and, and then it's gonna be some damn D and Hurricane Chris in the middle because I'm from I'm Dallas's home. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Dej Loaf yeah. in the mids, because mm-hmm. Detroit. Come through. But Mejente is, like, sickening. It is! Mejente, back to Mejente. <laughs> I only know the So what's the song for both of our songs? When she does the No, English but part. see, this is encouraging <laughs> girls to become more international. Study some Spanish. You're going to learn these, ling- these um, lyrics. You'll get it down. I just want somebody to do a full English version so at least I know what they're talking about when he's... It's not that hard. It's really I... not. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Bitch, I... <laughs> Bitch, you don't know none of the goddamn lyrics. I do. I... You I... know about um, double C's on your back. Yeah. Murder. Um, and double D's in the bed. Serta. Yeah. In the bed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's... Oh, so what's next for this listener question time? I'm yes, so please, confused. please, please, please. Um, we only have one listener question this week because y'all out here being skanky. Is that a word, skanky? That's a Memphis word. <laughs> I feel so mixed. I just made that up. Send us your questions to hereforitpod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. Um, this person's name is Sadverse ATL, and they ask... How do I get chlamydia and I do not have raw sex? <laughs> so, oh. I was like, I cannot wait to say this on the book. Sad verse ATL writes, How did I get chlamydia and I don't have raw sex? I had my annual rectal exam. I already doctor- know how this is going to go. Go ahead. 
I'm glad that he was getting his annual rectal exam with his physical and his primary care. So he's 40. We're making progress. No. Hmm. I had my annual rectal exam, and the doctor said there were traces of chlamydia in my hole. This is the second STI I've had since moving to Atlanta last year <laughs> when I had gonorrhea and chlamydia back-to-back last spring. So, <laughs> your nursing experience that you bragged about earlier about the HIV and all that stuff, this is the part where you pull out that part. And How can you get chlamydia and you don't have raw sex? He has to be honest with us when he writes these questions. I was thinking because they say like even when you wear a condom, you can still get herpes. Yes, you can still get herpes because it's skin to skin. uh Chlamydia and gonorrhea has to be fluid, and that's different. So skin to skin can be uh, herpes and or syphilis, but gonorrhea and chlamydia has to be fluid. It has to be either seminal fluid, fluid from the anus, or fluid from the mucus, from the pussy mucus, or it's got to be a fluid Uh or any exchange of fluid can be that. It can also be from head. So if you sucking dick and he got gonorrhea or chlamydia and he's pre coming and nothing in your mouth, then yeah, you gonna get it that way. Or but if, if he's got it in his going raw a little bit and then he's just gonna pull out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly from that kind of stuff. But if he's got it, if it was found positive in his ass, he's either got to be positive. He's got to be um, truthful with us mm-hmm. and saying that he has. Not always had as much protective sex as he's had, or maybe he was stealthed. We talked about stealthing in like one of the first ten episodes. Oh yeah, where they take the condom off. He thought he thought he had full condom sex with someone, but he didn't reach back there enough times to check or you know trust the nigga enough. Especially in Atlanta, I I didn't want to give Atlanta too much. But inverse, I it's just my own vendetta against first people. But I'm I'm not gonna even give Atlanta that much either because (laughs) the same shit happens in DC. Oh. The same shit happens in Dallas. Uh-huh. The same shit happens in Los Angeles, as well as Paris. <laughs> so, um, okay. I'm not giving Atlanta too much in that aspect. But um, if he knows for sure, 100% honest with himself and with us, that he is having full condom sex at all parts of the session, not just at the end when he about to come and then he put the condom on. Um, he's missing a, a beat somewhere because you're not going to be positive for gonorrhea and Clifford. Uh, Cl- <laughs> <laughs> Name your baby that Cliffidus. And chlamydia. And chlamydia. 1973. You're not going to be positive for those two things in your ass. They're not going to be detecting it in your ass if it didn't get there somehow. How I get there? How I get there? The devil. The devil is busy as fuck, but he ain't that fucking powerful. <laughs> He's not that powerful. Um, and even if you suck a dick without a condom, it still can't get to your ass. You're gonna get gonorrhea or chlamydia in your throat. You're gonna have symptoms, and when mm-hmm. they swab you, you'll, you'll test positive there. But you won't test positive in your ass if you ain't been doing nothing um, high risk in your ass. Is the short answer to that? Uh, going forward, make sure that if you are having high-risk sex, condoms are placed firmly on the penis from the head to the base the whole time. No saggy magnums. And if the nigga cannot fit a magnum, do not let him put on no goddamn magnum. Well, let him put it on so you can la- so you can know. No. But make him take it off when he does. Like, oh, that was cute. Okay, so you need a direct. Okay, I got mm-mm, a couple. Mm-mm, nope. 
because when he put on the Magnum and his baggy, is he he thinks it's gonna be good to go. <laughs> <clears throat> and these are not jeans, my nigga. This is this gotta fit. This gotta be. You can't go with size up. This bro. gotta be skinny jeans fit. <laughs> it's gotta fit like skinny jeans, not like Jabos back in the day. So sad verse ATL. I hope we helped you and help our other listeners because I would just like maybe because some dude tried it. He was like, "Oh, you supposed to let me um get a few strokes in first, then make me put the condom on." I read that Sir, story somewhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> One of my friends was on um the internet and he said he. Only had sex one time in all of 2016, and he became HIV positive because the dude probably pre-cummed um, inside him and was positive and didn't want to tell him. He thought he was just going to put the head in, but he put the head in there and some other things occurred. Mm. Don't be letting these dudes put the head in. No, you can't put the head in. You can put God's grace and his mercy in your heart and put the condom on. Wow. How about that? If you guys are in that type of relationship. That's the sign you don't need to be, can I just put the head in? I, you know that I'm not going to let you just fully hit it. So you know that you're trying it right now, and you can try again later. Bye-bye. Wench. Sorry. Make sure you are also treated for previous STDs or STIs as well. So oh, if you um, previously were diagnosed with uh, gonorrhea or chlamydia, and did not receive adequate treatment, mm-hmm. that is a very real possibility that since you weren't adequately treated, it's still positive in your system. And so even if you know that you've had 100% safe sex now, quote-unquote safe sex, um, make sure that you were positively treated before. So bring the documents of your previous treatment to your current doctor. Make sure that it was... Uh, X amount of shots or X amount of pills to make sure that you were completely treated the first time. Because if you weren't treated the first time, then you've been unknowingly passing the STI or STD around because you thought you were treated. What are you here for this week? Hopefully you are here for something. <clears throat> you were here for Mahente. I thought that was going to be here for it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was here for something last week. I was here for... I was. See, your memory's bad. It is. Maxine Waters. Okay. Oh, I look. I lived for her speech. Yeah. Don't just have me out here by myself. You go, girl, and you tweet. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I was here for last week. Yeah. This week, I wish I could be here for something of the same caliber, but um, we don't have no quotes from Maxine Waters. So. <clears throat> How are you gonna tell me? Um, when I started at the top of the show, I told y'all that Colin Kaepernick is my boyfriend because today is National Boyfriend Day, but he's also my boyfriend. Because we all have to continue to keep him up in spirit. Today, try the fuck out of Colin Kaepernick's spirit. Colin Kaepernick is a Super Bowl quarterback. There's not many quarterbacks that can say, I've been to the Super Bowl, win, lose, or draw. Colin Kaepernick can say, I've been to the Super Bowl. I was there. Colin Kaepernick can say that he's scored 72 touchdowns in his career with only 30 interceptions in his whole career there are super bowl super there are quarterbacks today that don't have those numbers that have been quarterbacks for years and they still don't have those numbers 
Um, there's one quarterback by the name of Colin Kaepernick who is the all-time NFL record holder for rushing yards in a playoff game as a quarterback, meaning I got the ball, I ran it, I did whatever the fuck. I did other people's jobs. There's one quarterback with that that title and that, that recognition. Kobe Bryant was selfish when he did that. We're not talking about basketball. Oh, okay. I don't know these sports. I don't know. So I can take it all. I can do all the Stay right there where no. you where you left that at. You can take it all. Cool. Um, today, the news was Brandon Whedon, a fifth string, not fourth, not third, not second, fifth string quarterback with less than half of the achievements of Colin Kaepernick was signed to the Tennessee Titans, which is going to help they struggle how? They in the middle of a full draw, a full struggle, and they signed this fifth string quarterback before they would sign Colin Colin Kaepernick because of what's going on in social media and him taking a stand for something right and being on the right side of history. Um, and so I wish this week that I could have been here for something like um, I was last week, but again, this shit right here is the absolute epitome of fuck shit. To hire someone that is half as good as anyone that is eligible to be your quarterback. Well, you ain't got no goddamn stars. Ain't nobody signed up to um, the fucking Tennessee Titans. The Holy Ghost is the star of this team. That's they gonna need the him. The Holy Ghost gonna they run gonna need him because this nigga that they just signed, this six foot three, two hundred thirty pound cornbread oh, fed nigga. Like my type. No cornbread fed from uh, Oklahoma, white as. Everybody's bed sheets. Well, some people's bed wow. sheets. Um, <laughs> Not they bed. It's dirty. <laughs> oh, you don't. Oh, you don't know. Okay, cool. I have white sheets and they're clean, so I, I pray for these other girls. Anyway, that's, that's who they hired today. The fifth string, instead of someone that has been to the Super Bowl that has records, um, and that is my boyfriend today. So I'm not here for it. Um, I was. Struggling to be here for something or not here for something. I mean, this week really has not moved me by any capacity. Um, I'm seriously just tired of having the same conversations at work about the same things with grown people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. But you told them to leave the toilet seat down again? Or? No, just like being a manager is so difficult because, like, I really, it's not about the job, it's about managing the people. It's like, okay, so I need this done, but how do I go in here and tell Kierica? To get it done, I gotta quote the new Come on, Chanel Bellacore, is that your job? With, about the new Yo Gotti song. Then I gotta say, well, girl, what you doing this weekend at the club? And it's okay, so girl, before I go, but I need you to do this. I mean, like, you gotta figure out, isn't I like, well, shit, all this investment I could have did to my damn self. But anyway, shit, got me get up at work at 5 36 o'clock in the morning. It's gonna mean this person. Anyway, but then um, today <laughs> it came out that. Mississippi HB 1523 is going to allow um, people with their religious beliefs. I talked about this in my outburst column with Project Briggs. Is the new discriminate? It's the new way of saying thug. My religious freedoms. So in Mississippi, there um, they passed it in the in all of the courts. I mean, all of the voting things, and then the governor signed it into law, and then it was challenged by, of course, like the ACLU comes after it and Lambda Legal and they filed lawsuits saying this is fucking ridiculous. And so now um healthcare officials as of this Friday, they decided they said no, they that you can't rehear this. <laughs> it's already been voted on, the governor signed into law. 
And so it's going to be into effect Friday. Healthcare officials, gay cakes, as they call them, gay wedding cakes, and all this other shit, they don't have to do anything for you because oh, my religious freedom won't allow me to save this man who's dying of a stroke right here and his husband is right here on the floor crying saying, please do something. But because I believe in God and whatever, blah, 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 hoochie-coochie mama, pull your panties down, whatever, bullshit. So, of course, before the sun could set, before EOB in the business, <laughs> Linda Lee was like, um, girl, we just gonna refile, girl. So, get it together. We definitely need to rehear this. So, we're hoping that Lambda Legal can get something done so it doesn't go into effect Friday in Mississippi where Birthright um, throws shade to there only being one clinic where girls can get help. Now, boys can't get no help either. What the fuck is Mississippi doing with y'all tax dollars? Woo! Shout out to Mississippi. I know some niggas in Jackson, some niggas in Starkville. I'm gonna pray for y'all. I was gonna say, let's just move on. Uh, happier times. What are you here for? <laughs> not, not, that was what we was here for. <laughs> Shit, we gonna be here for <laughs> so it is time for the best part of our podcast. Oh my God, this show goes about so fast. We are at the end. We are at the end. God damn. I thought um, I could talk to you forever. I'll just call you later. Call me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not you gonna be busy with your uh, playlist. Uh-huh. Last call, if you are not familiar by episode 30, is where we take a Ugh. shot to things that we believe should be the last call of the week. And so, if you have some alcohol, some edibles, a joint, some dick to suck, or some ass to lick, take a last shot of that right now, and mm-hmm. then we're going to get into our last call. Shout out to this Malagro tequila. My last call is to Fat Yonce. <laughs> if you oh. are like me, come on, and, Tequila, Ooh. and you have never seen this Instagram page, um, make sure that you go and check it out tonight. I'm not telling you you have to follow, subscribe, like anything or nothing, but when you go to this page, it's gonna give you so much fucking life. If you love or hate Beyonce, it's still gonna give you life. If you hate her, it's gonna give you life. If you love her, it's gonna be like. Oh, yes, I see it. So, Beyonce has been showing off her curves ever since she had the twins. Every time she can get a camera near her, mm-hmm. fat-ass titties, mm-hmm. these big-ass thighs, and them hips. She wants you to know. And so, there is a fan page that has dedicated itself to making Beyonce look like a full BBW if she decided to eat Popeye's chicken again. Mm-hmm. And it is... Absolutely hilarious and funny. This is my favorite picture from Fat Yonce. F A T T Yonce. Oh, the Fila shirt. Don't it look like she looks like an actual big girl? I like them thighs though. Right, she looked like a real big girl. And then this was attitude. (laughs) So if you go to Fat Yonce, F A T T Y O N C E, you will see these pictures of. Beyonce in her fattest, glorious days, and I am fucking here for it. It is my last call because I live for anything worshiping the queen. <laughs> Petty boots. My last call is to the gentleman's ball that happened in Atlanta this weekend. I love seeing and sharing pictures. I love being a media sponsor for their events. 
Um, and this year, they definitely honored Amaya Scott as the Gentlewoman of Promise. And um, Jussie Smollett came out, made sure that she was honored beautifully and support. And um, some all the girls from the Lee Daniels Productions were there. Um, well, not Taraji and... But, you know, all of us, the girls, were there. Um, so, shout out to Amaya Scott, the gentlewoman of promise. And go to RonaldMatters.com to see photos of us looking good in our suits and dresses and gowns. And Kelly Price performed. And it was beautiful. Of course, Kelly Price. Can- you should never call me a fake Kelly Price. That's the only thing I thought the Catfish episode. That's the only thing I thought the whole time she was singing. But, of course, she sang beautifully. Um, so go to RonaldMatters.com and look at pictures of us looking good. Black men and women in suits and gowns and things and oh, being beautiful. We yeah, like if that. you've never been to a gentleman's ball, make sure you go next year. Unfortunately, you missed it this year if you didn't go. But it is something to see and behold. It is literally the prom for black, gay, um, professional People, Get girls. your adjectives together. <laughs> yes, come on, adjectives. Because yeah. some of them are girls. And you know, girls, you know how girls do. And some of them are men, professionals, got degrees and money, been here, been there. Yeah. And so you can catch you a whole bag at the Gentleman's Ball. And I live for it every time that I go. But <laughs> um, I, I look forward to going next year. And I want to see some of y'all there as well. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Follow us online at Here For It Pod and check out hereforitpod.com. Child, coming soon, still. And my name is Ronald Matters. I am the Superman, um, not Milan Christopher, who is apparently not gay anymore. <laughs> Make sure that you guys like, share, and subscribe this episode. He's not gay anymore. Hold on, don't leave. <laughs> he was just in the. Underwear ad by the gay underwear girls. So no, he not gay no more. The shit cleared and he not even he gay. He not gay no more. Oh, okay. Sorry about it. Thank you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.